Momentum Volleyball is the online Canadian hub for volleyball storytelling, reporting, and event coverage, allowing content creators to connect with fans, coaches, and players. Momentum is the hub for athletes, coaches, and fans to find free and paid volleyball content, and we are proud to be the voice of Canadian volleyball around the world. Head to MomentumVolleyball.ca to subscribe for free and get access to exclusive content and all your Canadian volleyball updates. Hello and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, we've got an excellent show for you today. I'm hype and I'm still on fire from last week, Josh, so you better watch out. Today we got special guest Alex Poldma. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Excited to, to chat it up with you guys. Well, that's that's nice, and I'm glad you're being nice now. We'll see how that lasts throughout the show, because I won't ask you quite yet, Josh, what order Alex was in in the text you sent out to get on the show, but you might be feeling a little bit worse by the end of the show. So welcome back. Before we get started, i got to let everybody know we are on YouTube, Sharp Cuts Volleyball. Hit us up there. If you got any comments for us, let us know. Uh, if you got Players of the Week, Clowns of the Week, we want to hear them. Hit us up there. Also on the podcast, Five Star, all that great stuff. You guys know you're bored of that. Let's get into it. So, Josh, we've never done this. But I think we're going to start with our players and clowns of the week to let everybody know it's actually something we do and we're interested in. So I don't know where we want to start, Josh. How ready and confident are you feeling? Uh, I'm ready now because uh, I, I, it's our most popular segment. So I did some preparation about three minutes ago and I'm ready. Is it our most to popular here, segment though? Like are people clamoring for the players of the week? Maybe the clowns Could be. of the week. Could be. Could be. So you're ready to go? I'm ready to go if you want. If well, you want, bring me to it. Go. It better be good then, because you're saying you're ready. I know Alex Once is again, sweating uh, buckets because we didn't really warn him before coming on the show. So we'll give him a chance to prepare. Typical, typical, Josh. I'm going to fence it a little bit. I have two. No, here, I don't I've... even. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so my first one. My first one's a serious one. So you, you know me by now on the show. I'm just jumping on the bandwagons every time. So I'm jumping on the wagon of the team. Mount Royal ended the Alberta Pandas undefeated streak this weekend. So I'm going to go with Madison Marshall, who had a big weekend. And so they lost three nothing, but then they came back and they beat them in five. Alberta is no longer undefeated. Jump it on the wagon of Matt Royal. So Madison, that's my player of the week. My second one, Garrett, is a shameful plug, a shameful pump my own tires. Where uh, Sarah and Melissa are training to Toronto. Wait, wait, wait! You, I, you got I, a second player of the week? Yeah, and this just is just a friendly shout out that uh, I had lunch with Sarah Pavin. I asked her about four hundred and six questions over lunch. She filled me in with all the secrets of beach volleyball. It was a good lunch and learned for me. So she thought it was like a casual let's just sit at the same lunch table. No, I asked her like at least four hundred questions, Garrett. She answered every one. So Alex, this is what we get here on the show is Josh is giving shout outs to player of the week for just having lunch with him. Like that's yes. kind of the level we're at. When a world right now. champion answers your questions, Garrett. It was like fantasy camp. I just kept asking questions about different players, different situations. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah, but was she just creeped out by you, maybe? I think in the beginning, but when I'm pumping her tires and she gets to, like, nerd out on the tactical side of beach volleyball, I think she was she was okay by the end of it, Garrett. I, you'd have to ask her. You'd Unbelievable. Ask her. So forget Sarah Pavin. Who was your first one? Because that's actually legit. Uh, Madison Marshall of Madison Royal. Marshall. Well done. Wagon of a team. Now, what is their record, though, Josh? Because just because they end somebody's undefeated streak, they could be one in seven. Uh, I think it's it's not that great. Let me get back on the uh, standings page here, Garrett. So that would make Mount Royal. Oh, no, no, no. They're 9-3, and three, and they beat the, uh, at the time, 11-0 and 0 Alberta Pandas to make them 11-1. and 1. So now we got a bit of a race there in the Central Division in Canada West. Great. You know what? Great. Good great. for you, Josh. Well done. <laughs> and you know what, Alex? We'll save you because I know maybe you're just going to be, unless you're ready to go. Uh, I'm just, I have to commit to the, the hockey route. So like you said, Garrett, I was, Are you uh, kidding me? You're coming on a volleyball show and you're going to go hockey route. Well, well, Josh, Josh was, wait, I was like number 13 on Josh's text list. And, well, we don't uh, know yet. We'll find out. If it's 13, <laughs> you should be upset. Well, he's asked me before here and there. So I kind of, uh. Wait, you've uh, bailed on us before? No, no, I've, I've been just never committed, non-committal. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I'm committal for, for putting a date down, but uh, getting the last That's the problem, minute. Garrett. He wants weeks in advance to be on the show. I'm a same-day guy. Yeah, we can't do that, Alex. So, I mean, glad, we're glad it worked out this time. But, again, it might have been a lower-down text. But you're ready to go with a hockey player for Player of the Week on this volleyball show? It better be for a good freaking reason. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess my, my, my volleyball viewing in the last couple months has been pretty uh, pretty low other than uh, the, co- the the boys I coach. So I was like, the only thing that comes to mind uh, would be like Trevor Zegers from the skills competition. I don't know if you guys saw that. That was pretty, uh, 
I mean, his stick handling was was incredible. That's one thing. But the showmanship with the dodgeball reference and the blindfold and everything, like that was uh, for a you know an all star game that's kind of boring year after year. Unlike the NBA all star game, like that was definitely a highlight. So I know it's not a volleyball guy, but he's he's a California guy. So. You know what, though? We appreciate the showmanship here on the show, Alex. We've talked about it on previous episodes. We need more of that. So definitely much appreciated. And we need more of that in volleyball. Like, let's get somebody out there with the with the put on the blindfold, get ready to do a serve or something. Like, it's not going to work out. But still, you got to go down with glory. Like, we got to take some lessons from that. And he admitted uh, another teammate of his admitted on Spitting Chicklets this week that uh, the blindfold was supposed to be fake. But the guy who put it on, like, folded it in half and put it on. So he's actually like a little bit blindfolded where it was supposed to be a gimmick. So the fact that he pulled that off and was actually like it it wasn't a gimmick, that's even more impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. He's had some pretty like highlight goals in games, too. Anyway, that was my player of the week. And uh, yeah. Josh's answer was probably better, even though he had two, but uh, yeah. I mean, if Zegers wasn't number 46, I might buy a jersey, but 46 is hard to pull off, even when you're that, like, nasty. But anyways, terrible Have you, have you seen the kids terrible these number. days in volleyball? Like, I coached a 13U team a couple of years ago, and these guys had, like, like 81 and... They're and letting them six. go big numbers. Oh, it yeah, be like yeah. It had to be between, like, 1 and 12 at one point. The, like, yeah. the, uh, the older listeners. So how many? Here, I think you were one to eighteen era, maybe. How many number sixty nines are out there? Is what I want to know. Uh, I would say too many for, <laughs> for, for for under like under seventeen year olds. Like that's way too many. Not enough. Uh, you mean we gotta have a sixty nine on every team? That yeah, yeah. that sentence I really need to walk that back. We there's no yeah. nice way of saying that though. Man, number sixty. There were some weird, weird numbers, like like even weird for hockey numbers. But then my uh, my my buddy James and I, we we were coaching. We started just nicknaming all the guys, the the hockey players, like whatever number they were. Like if the number forty four would be like Roman Hammerlick, and the the twelve year old kid would be so confused as to who that was. And not anyway. stronger. Come on, you got to at least pick the good players. Well, well, my brother wore forty four, so we used to chirp him by calling him Hammerlick, not not Pronger. So, <laughs> so what Sorry, we're learning yeah. on this show for our listeners is that we got a couple of hockey nerds here on the show as well as volleyball nerds. And Josh, don't get any thoughts about starting some sort of hockey podcast because you know I'm not following you down that road. You said 44 like you know guys' numbers. No, I got no idea. Unless somebody's 69, then I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Otherwise, I'm out. All right. No, there's too much competition for a hockey podcast. We're just we're we're the number one volleyball podcast, Garrett, because of being the only show in town. We're the number one Canadian <laughs> Volleyball podcast? I find that hard to believe as well. Sometimes. I get an Apple podcast update every once in a while. It fluctuates a little bit. I'd say we're up there, though. Well, good I don't want to give free ads to the other shows that are in there because then our listeners might Google them and we get passed for sure. So, If you're still listening, subscribe. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> keeping it moving. So I actually have a legit player of the week this week, which is rare for me. It's the first time I've ever done it, but I felt like this guy I had to call out. So his name's Anton Napolitano, and he has some highlight clips on YouTube. Um, so if you go check him out, you can see some of some of the action. And he's a setter, but also an opposite hitter. So he, he plays both positions. They run maybe a 6-2 sometimes. He subs in and does both. He won the Can West Player of the Week this week and had a really weird stat line. <laughs> like he had something like 30 kills, like 50 assists, and like 30 digs. It was kind of like, that's such a weird collection of stats. And I'm, I totally butchered the numbers probably, but I was like, man, this is the kind of players we got to respect the game, having a wide variety, not just the specialists out there going for 30 kills. No, I'm going to go for 30 kills over three games, sure, but then I'm going to dish the butter as well. So Anton, well done. Also, he's Australian, so he's good, good guy from down under, mate. So we got to give him some props, right? Well done, <laughs> Anton, my player of the week. I hope it's a true 6-2 and not just like, a modified like 5-1 where they sub it in because you know like the high school teams that used to run a 6-2 the setters would just set each other like it can work out really well for both players I think I don't I don't really know it's hard to tell because just highlights when you watch right and the highlights look good like you know guy digs a tip circles around gets the back set he, he crushes the X a lot too which I'm a huge fan of we don't see that enough as guys coming around for the X so that's your setter coming around to hit an X in a 6-2 which is just pretty sweet the box squad's got to be going crazy every time he gets a huge mash like that. They absolutely did in the highlight. You can see it's a good view of the bench, and the bench is going crazy. And I was like, all right, boys, I, I respect what's going on here. 
So that is my player of the week. So moving on, we got clowns of the week. This is actually my favorite segment. I don't know if it's the most, if it's the fan favorite segment, but it's absolutely my favorite segment where we make people call other people out. And specifically you, Josh, are you ready to go? I am ready to go. I love it. Let's go. So again, to fence it, I have an assist, Garrett. I got a message from Derek. Derek. Derek from Dead Man's Beach has the clown of the week for us. And it's you, Garrett. It's you. Because Me? every episode, we fish for views and we want shares and we want people to subscribe. We're going to ask Alex to subscribe to the show, I'm sure. And he sent me a link. He's like, you guys are, are like starving for views. You, you fish for them every episode. He sent me a link. He's been in a YouTube video that is over 100K. So why am Talk I the clown of the week finance. for him having success? Because, you know, you, you really need to earn his respect, I think, Garrett, in a lot of layers. So he's just saying, like, sometimes you lay it on a little thick and you're fishing for these clicks where he's been in a video with over 100,000. So he's kind of big time in us a little bit, but it's, it's mostly you. Yeah, now reverse clown of the week back at Derek for calling me out. Are you kidding me? I'm the clown of the week for asking people to watch when he's got a nice video with 100,000? Oh yeah, Derek. I've got views with a hundred thousand people, hundred thousand views in it. Check it. Yes, guy, gaming. Subscribe. How's about that for a full turnaround back at you? Don't check sharp nice. cuts that has like fourteen views and two are me probably. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two of our subscribers is me and Josh. So I mean, that that's you know what? That's a great segue into my clown of the week, which is Sophie Bukovic. And Sophie was our How guest last week, and. She was a great guest. It was an excellent episode. I really enjoyed that episode. But I do got to call out one thing. We specifically said to her that when we have guests, they don't even subscribe to the channel. She told us she was honest in the beginning of the episode. And she did not subscribe to the channel. Unbelievable. She fed us the yarn and didn't subscribe. So, I mean, it's got to be Clown of the Week. Sophie Bukovic. Call it out. She also called Fair. out Sam Schachter last week and then not delivering. So I got to throw it back. He was rocking the sleeves this week. I just need to update our listeners that uh, still rocking the white, grimy sleeves. That's gross. Yeah. All right, Alex, that's how this show works. We're calling people out. I guess I'm getting called out. I'm the clown of the week this week as well for Josh. Like, it's a bit harsh, Josh, but... Well, no, mine was actually going to be Canada West, Garrett, because I, I know you don't dig this far ahead, but I've looked at their playoff format. So they have a division of five and two divisions of four. Wait, we're coming COVID. back to you like we didn't finish? We... Well, I gave Derek's <laughs> clown of the week. I'm going to look at mine. So here, here's how their playoffs work, Garrett. Uh, your whole division can make the playoffs. So, like, the, the West fifth place team can somehow make the playoffs because uh, whoever wins their, their, their central division, their east or their west, like, you're going to host a mini four-team tournament like a, a, a OVA club pool play. Uh, the top two from that are then going to advance uh, to another division. So now they have two pools of three. The top two from that will then advance to the final four. So here we are every week. We pump up the Canada West saying it's the best division. They have all these awesome players. They have awesome teams. Their playoff format is as inclusive as I've ever seen in my life for a high-performance sport. 13-team league, like 12 make the playoffs to begin with. And then you cut it down to six, and then you cut it down to four, and I think they get like three bids for nationals probably. So it seems like everybody gets gets, gets a turn, Garrett. Their seasons are going to be the longest. They're going to play the most games, and everybody makes the playoffs except for that one shameful, shameful team. That's an unbelievable format, and I do not approve at all. Great clown of the week, Josh. I mean, excellent clown of the week. I'm always down to give it to the administration. So Ken West, give your head a shake. Now we've burned the bridge both with U Sport and Ken West, so nobody's hiring us to do the commentary, Josh. Glad you succeeded there. And we were hard there. on the AUS at the beginning, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're screwed. Okay, Alex, you've heard Clowns of the Week. Are you going to be able to deliver a Clown of the Week to match what we've got? I mean, I was one of them, I guess, from Derek, so it's not that high a standard. So so my question to you guys, again, because I got the, the last-minute text from Josh there, can, can I go, like, like retroactive? Like, can I go, like call a guy out who I played with like five years ago? Absolutely. We fully oh, approve that. Oh, okay. Okay. You guys are in for a, for a treat. So um, one of my best friends, this guy's name is James, James Evans. So he, he was a left side. Oh, uh, I remember him well. Yeah. He yeah, broke yeah, his but, ankle against us. No, no. He broke his elbow. Oh. So, so let me, let me, let me get in a couple of stories here. So, so, so James, like hockey guy, Growing up, Red Wings fan, he had a good life for 20 years there. And, and late bloomer to volleyball. Like, I think his first year of club, 
he was 18U, I think. And then he came to Waterloo. Um, Pretty good career for a late bloomer. Yeah, yeah. He played one year club and then, you know, did a victory lap in high school, played baseball, played hockey, and then came to Waterloo, played volleyball, and ended up being an OUA All-Star in his, in his fifth year. Um, and, oh, I got a bunch of clown stories from him. But one, Garrett, you brought it up. So, so we were in a game against Western. First set, Fido, uh, uh, Fyodor Kazmiaka breaks his ankle. Or no, he, he rolled his ankle. And so he's out. So then so Jim comes in. He gets subbed in. Like 10 points later, in six back, he goes for a ball and falls on his elbow and breaks his elbow. So, so there's a couple of clown moves here. One, he, he, gets, he gets subbed off. And like our trainer's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure like your elbow's broken. Like we got to the hospital. And him being like a hockey guy, he's like, no, 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 Boone, just just tape it up. I'll go back in. <laughs> and and his, his elbow was like like ballooning and like it was broken. And he's just like that's some grit. Just, he's just like zip it up, like you know, put put the stitches in, and I'm good to go again. So then that's an obvious like if you guys know know James, like that that's like an obvious James play. But the the worst part of that, and Garrett, you might remember this, is Chris Lawson at that in that game. So that's your coach. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chris was the coach of Waterloo. He put a guy on the lineup who was injured. And so Sergey Grabowski was our, like, last outside. So we'd already lost two, Fido and James. And so he tried to sub Sergey in, but he wasn't on the score sheet. So we ended up playing that match with, like, our backup setter slash libero, Kevin Wiseman, as our left side. Yeah. And... And Garrett, and you know, we didn't beat Weston that often, but we ended up beating them 15-13 in the in the fifth set there. And I remember Jim Sage losing his mind because people were trying to serve our right side Zach Doherty, but kept missing serves. So like I was covering half the court with our kind of half libero, or actually with Wooly, yeah. And then anyway, ended up being like a weird, weird game where our middle ended up scoring on our weird right side ball at the end of the game and uh, anyway, so that's that's one of my James stories as a clown is him trying to get back in with a broken elbow after a, uh, after a tumble. So well, I can tell you're already a pro at this, Alex. You're going clown of the week, but yet subtly getting in there a chirp at how you beat me in a match, and it's a subtle <laughs> me clown of the week. So I mean, it's you're well versed in this. I can tell already. It's subtle. Yeah, I, uh, that wasn't the main point of the story, but uh, but yeah, we uh, we had some. Some tough games uh, against Western. That so. was a complete mess all around. Yeah. That was probably one of the worst displays of just anything on the court. Just a mess. You know, you know the games where it's like a complete mess. Everybody sucks, yet it's super tight and competitive. It's like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? They're playing with like their last string guy. Like we suck. Like uh, what? A, what an awful display. And it's games like that that make it hard to defend the Ontario League. When we say it's a low-level league and people, oh, no, it's like, really? Really? We have evidence to the contrary. Yeah, when you, uh, if you look at the stat line of that game, I remember Kevin Wiseman, a good buddy of mine, he's the guy who came in his left side and he basically just said, like, screw it, I'm going to hit balls even though I don't hit. And so he was like, one kill, like, nine errors for 12 attempts kind of thing, like, just closing his eyes and just hitting the ball because, yeah, it it was a sloppy game. That was a weird one, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, that, and then we and then we went on a tear. Well, not tear. We went on like five or six more games with no outsides. Like it was, uh, we had a anyway. Yeah, so that was my clown of the week. It's better than my hockey thing. I was gonna call it Brad Marchand for for poking a guy in the face with a stick and a goalie in the face with a stick and whatever. But well, Brad Marchand deserves clown of the week most weeks. But we appreciate yeah. the story, and it's a nice segue into what we wanted to talk about as well because Waterloo, and for the, our listeners who don't know, it's a you know, it's a place in Ontario. Get look at a map, like get with it. Um, their university. What are you shaking? What are you shaking at, Chuck? Was that comment even necessary? Like, who's that a shot at? Like, who? Hey, if you don't know where Waterloo is, give your head a shake. Go look at a map. Like, that's what the comment is. It's a sharp cut at whoever doesn't know where that is. Anyways, so the university gym is freaking massive. Like, it's a it's a pit of a place like it's just this airy huge place but you guys always manage to pack that gym full of people and they're like right next to the court even though it's this massive stadium and kind of yelling in the crowd but vicious vicious fans and and i'm curious alex like 
how is that captured? Because a lot of schools try to get that spirit and try to get that sort of support for their team, but really struggle. Like Waterloo, it seemed like every time we went there, I mean, I wasn't there when other teams were there, but every time we went there, it was a packed house and they were vicious. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, anytime we played Western, it was a big, big game and same with Mac. But uh, honestly, like, so Waterloo, let's call spade a spade, like, an academic school, academics first, like not like when I started at Waterloo, like we shared a locker room with the swim team. I, we had four guys with one locker. Yeah. That's um, tough. Like it, like we just, uh, I think when Chris took over the program, he had negative dollars in the bank account and like a couple used volleyballs. You're starting like in debt. That's a tough way to start. Yeah. Like, 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 like Chris, Chris did an amazing job because he, he showed up with like less than nothing basically. Yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to, to your question, Gary, I, I think it's just kind of like, like gritty, maybe like just like sports. I don't know. We had didn't have a good sports program in most teams, and like I don't know. There was just something about it that like I guess people just tried to get this Waterloo kind of you know I don't know camaraderie or feeling or vibe that kind of was like yeah, like we knew we weren't like you know the good looking jerseys and the right. facilities and all this kind of stuff. And, and yeah. we were just a, a gritty kind of team on, I think on a lot of teams, not just the volleyball team. Um, so maybe that was it. So kind of like know. an underdog thing, like everybody accepts that like, Hey, our sports teams are not going to be that great. But when the team kind of gets in the mix, it's like, no, let's show up and let everybody know that we're going to kick their ass. Yeah. And, and maybe on the ruthless, ruthless part, I think we had a lot of football guys and like the women's basketball team out. So they would like have a bunch of drinks and come out and get a little bit, oh, yeah. uh, get a little reckless. Oh, it was intense. Uh, like, yeah. I can remember, um, we like, we only played maybe four games there ever. Like, so it's not like it's a, a ton of games in my life, but the four games we played there are very memorable every time and one game i remember particularly because we've talked about this on previous episodes josh like guys who and girls who get affected by chirping like significantly like definitely shut down and we had one of those guys and i always felt bad for him because not only did other teams try to chirp him but our coach like chirped him on the bench it was awful like total total berry of the guy but he's one of our best players so uh (laughs) but at at uh, waterloo always managed to get on it on his case and always managed to fold him up right like just to come like hey nice hair and he's immediately like checking his hair like making sure like just little things like that just in his head and you could you didn't really get that as severely at other places like a few other schools had that but waterloo always seemed to have like the the sharpest digs at you like for me the stuff that was spouted at me from the sideline was like vicious like i was like am i gonna get my ass kicked trying to walk out of this gym like holy yeah, yeah, there's some, uh, I mean, I can think of a, a bunch of people who came to a lot of games who were pretty, pretty ruthless, um, but, I mean, we, we had a couple of alumni events, we have a pretty good alumni crew, oh, yeah. um, and, like, when Chris retired, Chris Lawson retired, you know, there was maybe, like, 40 or 50 guys who came out to support him because yeah. of everything he did, and that was, uh, that ended up being pretty ruthless ourselves, a group of, you know, 50 guys ranging from, like, 25 to 50-year-olds just oh, yeah. kind of getting getting going it's against queens too so like so wait it's an alumni event and like all the alumni are in the stands yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're just feeding off of each other and it's get, it's probably oh, getting out of hand <laughs> it, it got it got uh yeah it got pretty crazy that that one time specifically um we got some characters in the alumni group so uh yeah i'm surprised to hear that though i i, I thought we had decent crowds i just never thought that they were they were that kind of kind of ruthless but oh, that's kind of funny yeah probably in the in the top of the league that I ever played against hands down um and maybe that's what I mean is like maybe it differs game to game like it definitely did with uh with our fans when I played at Western like when we had certain schools coming in and there was a lot more people there to watch than when other schools came into town um and they like people just didn't didn't care as much um but uh there's some legendary uh legendary chirps coming from uh coming from the stands at some other places as well. The thing with Waterloo is like when you had so many people there, but they're so close, right? Like on the left side, when, yeah, uh, on the one yeah. side, when you go back on your approach, you're basically touching the front row of fans, which yeah. is very difficult. Like you maybe almost trip over them a few times. Like what, has anybody ever tripped over a fan doing that? Uh, not, not that's like memorable, okay. uh, but it, but it is basically, you start your approach at the bleachers. Yeah, yeah. which is wild. Uh, I hated that. Uh, 
back to like our our rivalry of uh, Western Waterloo. Sorry, Josh, we're going on a little tangent here. No, Josh is fine to sit there. Okay, he's fine to. (laughs) What what are the what are the funniest or yeah most memorable trips at Western? Uh, And you can hear the crowd pretty well at Western, like in that auditorium or whatever. Um, We had we had this guy on our team, Greg Vivian. We called him G Babes. That was his nickname from from Hardball. He was kind of like, you know, just a smaller guy on our team who was like a, a defensive specialist serving sub. But he was not that small, but I guess compared to some of the um, big boys, he looks pretty small. So he gets subbed in to serve uh, at Western, and the whole crowd just stands up and starts chanting, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> yeah. For, like, and, and anyway, it was just like all the guys loved. Like it was – and I think I think G Babe went back and put a serve in, and, yeah. and we won a point or whatever. But anyways, it was one of the most legendary like chirps yeah. from like, the whole crowd. So right. see, but that was a thing we did at Western to ourselves. Like we had uh, Craig Dixon, who was like five three. Definitely a tiny guy, and we used to chant oh, yeah. Rudy for him. Um, so I guess some of the buddies in the stands with the short guy coming out, just pulling that out for yeah. sure, for sure. We have a few uh, legendary ones. I don't know, like it's funny you get the different vibe going school to school, Josh. And this is something you definitely like don't get really anywhere else in sports. Like you think about club, you can't talk about where you go and how that affects the environment. Like. Oh, you host a tournament here. Okay, maybe it's the court, whatever, a little bit different, but the vibe is still the same. Where or in professional, like think about, I don't know, like are you worried about oh, you go play a tournament in in Brazil, you're going to get chirped by the fans? Like no. Right? Like you're not worried about that. But uh we had a few places and Alex you probably appreciate this. I don't know if it's the same for you, but every time we went to Guelph, they always had the funniest chirps. Like and they used to play in the barn where it was a literal barn. Like it was an airplane hangar and they were right up against you too. Not like on the court, but when you were serving, they were right there and they had fans directly behind the bench, which is a very, very weird place for fans to be, but can definitely get in there. And we had uh, a group of fans yelling at Jim, our coach yelling, Hey Jim, let's get a chub gown over here, bud. Let's get a chub gown. How's it going on the bench there? And we just lost it. We thought that was the most hilarious chirp ever so we started chirping oh hey jim let's get a chub gown over there bud and uh oh, just classic and we like that was fun rather than getting your you know called out by the fans yeah yeah golf was golf was a tough place to play like just like the gym i, I didn't like the, the gym much at all but uh but yeah that's pretty funny uh, yeah i feel like jim would be a, like he would get chirped quite a bit or not maybe chirp you get in the mix maybe Based wow. on my experience with him, but he he wouldn't like because he he couldn't interact. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah know, I guess you so. can, It's a huge risk. If you're a coach, what are you gonna do? Chirp back? Like, I I don't know. But uh, my dad will tell the story. My biological father about because he he coached us with us in my last year, um, and he only came to a few away games because like when we drove to Windsor, it's three hours for us, and it was five hour drive for him from Toronto. So like that's a hard sell. But he made the trip. And a bunch of people were chirping me saying, Garrett, your dad's better looking. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just beaming. He just loved that. And so he'll never let me forget that chirp, which is kind of offensive, dad. Like, watch it, okay? If you're listening, which he's not. But that's brutal. That's a Garrett, good one. I feel like you had a, a different experience because what we've learned through the show is that uh, a lot of people consider Western their rival. So I imagine like Alex being a Waterloo guy when he goes on the road, maybe they don't have the same crowd support where it seems like a lot of schools think that Western's the school they want to like get a crowd for and chirp and be lippy with. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, Alex. Maybe you guys are playing in front of sold out crowds. Yeah, everywhere, like did, but... people, did people hate us? Like because that's the thing. You don't know what other teams think about you, right? You only get what you having the match and that's really it you're not chatting with people after the game like unless you're your buddies like i guess so did, did people hate our team yeah i mean i mean i'll yeah like like uh oh, oh yeah. like, okay well, well no well and and like like there's guys who hate other guys because they're you know you know a-holes on the court or like whatever but i i think i mean our history with western was just like we had this group of guys like basically a bunch of nobodies start in 2009 like no one was really recruited to Waterloo. Bunch of walk-on guys. Like I mentioned, my buddy Jim and yeah. and and Crusher, Tyler Motherwell. He's a walk-on and like just a, b- a bunch of nobodies. And we kind of worked really hard to go from like middle, below middle of the pack to like top two, three in the OUA. And yeah. and West knocked us out. You know, in our, both our last years. And like that's just like 
anytime we talk about uh, you know volleyball at our alumni games, it's always like that last game against Western. You know, what I mean, and that's, that's probably why. Like, I don't, I don't think I never thought that the Western guys were ever like. There's nothing personal there. It's just like the team part. There's some other, other oh, there's some other ones that are pretty good. Um, like Queens was always kind of lippy and like. Um, yeah, they don't do a lot to really endear themselves yeah. to other teams, eh? Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, it is funny. We played Waterloo in my four years. We played Waterloo in the semifinal four times, um, and won all four times, and then went on to lose in the final four times. Like my playoff career in University of Volleyball is identical every single year. Pretty sad. Yeah, well, mine's even more sad. So. Yeah. Well, we got a couple of guys. We should maybe get some people who've actually won something on here, Josh. Like, or maybe they maybe we asked and they said no because they heard we were on the show. Can't confirm or deny these claims, Garrett. Well, we will get to that. We will hear <laughs> what what number Alex was in the order. But there was something I did want to chat about too a little bit because um, we were talking about it a little bit before uh, we started recording. But um, we've had a few partnership shakeups in Canadian beach volleyball. And if you're still listening to us, thank you so much. This may interest you. I don't know if you follow Canadian beach volleyball, but I'm curious to get into it because I definitely have some thoughts, but maybe I'm crazy. It's usually the case. Um, if you ask Derek Dedman, I'm definitely crazy. Um, but we have, you've uh, been popping off. We're the two shakeups, Josh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause again, this is hard for people who don't like, it's hard to follow that closely, but, uh, we had Sam Schachter kind of dump Sam Pedlow for Dan Deering. And we had Brandy Wilkerson kind of dump Heather Bansley for Sophie Bukovic, our last week's guest. If you didn't see that episode, check it out. It's a good one. Do I have that right? Are there any other changes that we should note here, Josh? I, I think you're stirring the pot with dumping. We don't really know what happened, but there is a tournament approaching that the registration deadline's approaching for the first Mexico event. So we know that some teams have changed. So for sure, Sophie Bukovic is registered with Brandy Wilkerson. So that's a new team. Uh, I was excited to see Ben and Grant are still together, Gary. That's a fun fact. But uh, yes, yeah, Sam and Dan are a team. Uh, Jake McNeil is going to play with Alex Russell. So there, there, there's a little bit of shakeup going on at a few different layers. Uh, Heather's not registered. So I wonder who Heather's going to play with. Uh, Sarah and Mel are still a team. So yeah, I, I think it's it's natural in the beach volleyball world to see a shuffle. Uh, you see a bunch of Americans have changed partners, a bunch of Brazilians have changed partners. So maybe the new quad is always attractive, a fresh start. But uh, yeah, for Canadian volleyball, uh, Sophie didn't spill the beans last week, but playing with Brandy. Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of shocked, like um, for a few reasons. Like, I don't know. And this is the thing I talk with Marquise a lot about, uh, about their partnership, right? Because you think about long-term partners in beach volleyball. That is kind of the, the pinnacle. Mark and John played together for years when they were more physical partners coming along who were probably more enticing, but they, they held firm, right? And I mean, I, I don't know if it worked out for them. Maybe they would have done better. Like their Beck success came early. But the, uh, the switch up and the change when you're kind of in the top 30 in the world, like is that... It could take you to the next level or it could totally ruin your next few years, you know? That is something to consider, right? Like, you, you play with a few partners. Like, what goes into it? I, I think with Canadian volleyball, it's like, where do you want to train? Because we have groups who stay in Toronto. We have groups in California and Brazil. So, like, there's a logistical standpoint. Uh, I don't know. Do you play with friends? Do you play with who you think is the best partner available? Like, uh, I, I don't think we have as much problem anymore. But, like, left side, right side, like, blocker, defender. Like, I think that stuff sorted out a little smoother than maybe it was in years past. But there, there's a lot of layers that go into this. Well, we can get into specifics. Like, I'm... I would say it's surprising to me the timing, right? Because when you think about the quads, and we talked about this on a previous episode as well, like the how beach volleyball players, it's like Olympics or bust, right? Uh, whereas indoor, it's like you can go play or a team, get your contract, get your money, um, try to win. But in, in beach, it's like, no, we, we got to go to the Olympics. We're not really here for anything else. To change partners when you had a solid thing going at the beginning of a quad, like not two years out when the Olympic qualification starts, but like at the beginning... It's kind of a weird timing to me, like especially for teams who have a lot of points and are already highly ranked together on the world tour, like Sam and Sam. That was kind of surprising to me. Brandy and Heather as well, kind of surprising to me because they were coming from established partnerships with success and results to kind of take the chance on another player. Then again, maybe it's the time to take a chance. I'm not sure. How does that seem to maybe uh, somebody, some fresh eyes, Alex? Yeah, I mean, 
look, I'm, I'm obviously way more removed from this kind of stuff than you guys are. Most of the time when anything happens, like a result or a change up, I just text Josh. I'm like, Josh, give me the, give me the news, give me the details. See, but we need that kind of perspective on this show because we can get so tunnel vision and into our own stuff that we got random fans calling us out as clowners of the week. So we need that external uh, perspective here. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I kind of agree with you a little bit, Garrett. Like, you know, why not kind of, like if things are going pretty well why not you know go a year or two and then if things don't go well make a change you know knowing that you still got some time yeah uh, as opposed to like getting by the eight ball i don't know how easy it is for for these players to switch partners like if someone just says hey i'm done with so-and-so like if like how it can easy be is surprisingly easy right right which which is what i've kind of seen um and I don't know how much this personality, you know, get put into this because like you're on the road, like if you don't get along with someone that well, yeah. like that's tough. I mean, I've in a totally different world. I've traveled North America with colleagues and yeah. like some people I love to work with and some people I'm like, uh, I really just don't want to go to dinner with this person even. And not because they're a bad person, just because we don't jive, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, that is a big so, piece. Like maybe that's part of it too, is like, wow, we're in the early part of the quad, but then it makes you question, you go, okay, so well, what is it then? We don't know. Like, maybe we're interested. Maybe people don't care. But like, why would Sophie and or why would Heather and uh, Brandy break up? Why would Sam and Sam break up? Like, we don't actually know the reason, right? What do you think, yeah. Josh? You got the inside scoop. Maybe you can give us a little inside <laughs> information, eh? I, I I don't actually know the truth, Garrett. But uh, it is interesting. Oh, sure you on... don't. You nah, you're giving us the yarn. Well, it's interesting. When's the last time Brandy had to play in a qualifier? Like, honestly, like. 2016 17 like it's going to be a while and her and sophie have the points that they're going to be in a qualifier so like i think you have to factor that into a decision that like qualifiers on the world tour are nasty like you you won game you lose you're out that's like and then your point. starts sinking like like that's something you got to factor in your decision sam Schachter, like he played in a few qualifiers last year but they were like a higher seed now him and dan are going to be on the bottom half like that's something you got to factor in like it's a grind to get in that is a grind and like that's the thing too, is because it's such a slippery slope, like an early partnership. So say these people go down in the first tournament and they got to qualify and you don't qualify. Maybe you have a terrible performance. Like, oh my gosh, like that is a, a, an easy way to set you on unstable ground, right? Whereas like if you're with your partner, you're kind of established partner and you go down there and you're already in the main draw, but you have a kind of a weak result. I don't think it does the same thing to your partnership. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't hit you in the mind as much as maybe like, oh, I thought this was going to help me. And now here I am losing in the qualifier type thing. Yeah, I think it gets magnified in a hurry. You can definitely overreact after one or two tournaments because like it's the honeymoon period. You think everything's going to be awesome and then you get hit in the mouth. And yeah, that could that could be some tough uh, conversations over dinner. Or maybe you don't go to dinner together, Garrett. I'm not sure you always had dinner with your partner after a loss. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Did I? I think I was the type that I needed that. Like I needed to, you know, like engage with my partner and it, it wasn't like i even the people who were the toughest to play with i was still like no we still need to do this and get over this and it, it gets better right like it improves even if you hate somebody as, when you get to know them and get to know what's going on you kind of learn where they're coming from it's that slippery slope where you can make the decision to like give up that is is the big piece and i just i, I it makes me super curious like what was going on with those two partnerships for sure like is it is it that is it like maybe maybe heather said to brandy you know what i got a few years left maybe you want to start building something else for the next quad does that seem likely though it's tough to say because when you say quad like we're in a short quad it's we're not in a four try. Years. you're right we're oh, in a yeah. try. ride the wave do we call it a quad <laughs> yes. anymore yeah well you say quad yeah but it's three hey, years Josh. three is not a quad yeah so Mega desk. I don't know what to call <laughs> So, so I just got a question for probably for Josh. Like, um, and we talked about this a little bit on the side, uh, you and I, Josh. Um, like, it's interesting, you know, having a team sport like like hockey, like even indoor volleyball. Um, you know, having just kind of that team accountability and the coach and and all this, all these systems in place. And beach volleyball is different than that. Obviously, there's just you know the two of you and there are coaches and whatnot. It's like do do coaches have any you know impact on this great like, question um, i was gonna grill josh about this too yeah, yeah and, and not not like hey like you need to play with this person um and maybe maybe not in canada maybe in the united states might be a better you know example because they have 
you know, six or eight, like top, top teams. Wow. But like, I bet in the States, there's none of that. Like zero. Of like the, z- zero coach interference, you yeah. mean? Yeah, uh, would okay. be my guess. I bet they let those guys go wild and just do what they do. So okay. it's interesting. We've been lucky again, like uh, just with everything going on and us having a facility to train in and, and like control the courts during COVID. Like Sarah and Mel have been here, uh, Brandy and, and Heather have been training here. So to see the teams, they have a personal coach. And I used to think like, yeah, you, you see some Canadian personal coaches or the U.S. personal coaches. You get a sense that they're like they're a third party and they know that they work for the players and there's a lot of smoozing. Uh, right now, I, I hope I can say this on there. I don't know. I don't think it's private. Like, like Brandy and Sophie have a Brazilian coach and uh, Melissa and Sarah are working with a Serbian and the coach drives the bus like they are organized they're running practice they're being tough like I didn't get a vibe that like oh I work for you and there's so much athlete autonomy and please don't fire me at the drop of a hat like the the coach is driving the bus for these teams it's tough like there's a little bit more team sense than I was getting Alex so from like just people watching like the Americans and Canadians on tour I don't get like the buddy buddy vibe from them I get like we have a plan we're gonna work super hard here's the activity today like this is what we're doing we're here to work but they wouldn't go to like Mel and Sarah and say hey we I actually think it makes sense for you two to split up and play with different partners like they would never say that that's their cash cow right there like this team success gets them paid right he's yeah alex so is talking I, about you like is the me yeah. well well no no I, I meant like coaches in general because like i mean like say um you know one of the coaches is tied to to sarah you know and and the, does the coach say actually you know i would suggest you actually you know play with someone else and you know you're not tied definitely. to that team you're tied to that person you know what I mean? definitely so, that happens so with me stepping into the 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 big boy job alex at vc i actually reached out to garrett i know i give him a hard time on the show but i actually reached out to him with this question about like with our guys like dude does the coach step in and say like alex i don't think you should play with garrett i think you should play with this athlete and, and what garrett and i came to the conclusion is i think you can support and you can like have conversations but you i think you would lose a lot of trust in my role as a program coach to say like to backdoor garrett out of alex partnership like that's not my role as a coach i think the athlete needs to decide maybe on the personal coach level it makes oh, a little yeah. bit more sense where like in brazil everybody knows the dude is the next big thing so i bet you their personal coach sided with dude and said hey like who's our next partner after agatha and probably dumped Agatha where I think sometimes coaches attach their their star to the the, the wagon of the best player but in my role Alex I, Garrett and I both discussed I think that's a dangerous slope when you're in charge of a program because what what if I backdoored you and then you're supposed to trust me with the new partner or what do we do there like that's a lot of trust you're risking yeah and and, and I'm almost um, curious how much harder that makes your job not not backdooring but basically going like like if I know that like these three partnerships are going to be the best and that's even possible but you know they don't get along or this doesn't work or they don't want to do this or whatever and you don't have a say in that like the success of the program which you're responsible for you know you it, it's it's tougher to control we're like you know with the hockey team you just bench some guys you send the guys to the minors like, or you, you cut this guy or yeah 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 them. like you are kind of just given whatever you're given and like you don't have a say in that, which, which makes sense. Like, it makes sense. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious, like how difficult that is. Like, you know, if things don't go well and then, you know, a year later you're starting from scratch again and, which could, could be, I think what gave me peace of mind is like once the decision was made, like, you, you know, our situation with our athletes, like they don't make this lightly, like this is their career. They're putting a lot of like personal finances in that, like yeah. once they make a decision, whether I agree or disagree or think that this guy would be better, this guy, like you're all in at that point and you're like, want the team to do well and support. You don't want to be the guy waiting for something to happen and be like, oh, I told you so. I told you you should have played with so-and-so. So once they, it's not an easy decision, once they pick their partner and they do their training plan and we figure out, I think you're just all in and you, you plan for some ups and downs, but you, you got to go with it i don't want to you know be half out on a team like even if i don't agree with it right yeah this is what happens josh you text me 16th and i started grilling you and, and making you spill the beans so <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go like i'm ready to grill josh even more because i mean you can't really say though publicly and to people like what you think about the partnerships but it definitely it's happens like, alex let's not mistake yeah. it like just be, you know josh shouldn't be doing that but it, it it happens absolutely it happens um and it happens probably more around things like when somebody's in control of a selection of something and it doesn't really happen with adult because like you can just go and get registered for a tournament you can play country quota if you want to like screw you if you're not gonna give me something i'm gonna go and just take it whereas younger ages and selection and carding and stuff like that it gets really hairy with that sort of stuff and like very 
I don't want to say political, but very subjective, right? Like very much. And I mean, it's, it's a sport, but like the years that I played in the youth and junior worlds, I was selected every year. I mean, we had a tournament to play, but they decided that we were going to have a tournament decide the winner. Some years there was no tournament. They just picked, you know what I mean? And even some years I wanted to play with somebody else. They didn't want to play with me. And the coach said, you got to do this if you want to go. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of wild to think about, but you know, it's, you know, so that's where it gets in. The other thing too, is like my biological father, who was my coach for a long time, he's my personal coach. So whenever we were, I was with a teammate, that was our team's coach. Right. But he's telling me if I, if he thinks I should be playing with this guy or this guy, right? Like, so it's a lot different there. Whereas, you know, I'm sure in these situations where they both hire somebody together, they're definitely not saying that I, I got to assume. Do you think your results though, not only like gave the program confirmation, cause let's face it. Yeah. You were, you were nominated every time, but I think at youth worlds, you took a top 10 every single time, Garrett, like you, yeah. you took a ninth with Sidgwick, like you and Nick did well, you and Danny did well, like you and Sam won. So I think the coach can say, well, I'm going to select the best athletes because I know what I'm doing. And you went and got them a result, right? Yeah. I mean, for, for sure. But at the same time, the first time I went to the U21 worlds, I was selected and paired with Dan during, and we lost in the qualifier. I mean, so like, yeah, I had a bunch of good results. I had a bunch of bad results. I mean, I sure I can validate, but like I still was picked. You know what I mean? Like and, and paired, not just a team was picked. I was picked and paired with somebody else. Yeah, I just think like if I say nominated you two yahoos to go to like a Norseka and you take like a 13th, I, I would get By some yahoos, for that. Do you like, mean me and Alex? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Do uh, you have the really break up Poldman LeBlanc? We're still up there. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about, Alex? You wouldn't break up with him to play with me? Well, I don't know. I tried to back. This is where it. we need Josh to get involved here to make this happen here. And do you have well, the power to nominate us for a Norseka? Because if you do, you should be doing that. If there was a Norseka, I might go down that avenue, but I don't even know if the one's going to happen, Garrett. So. Well, next Norseka, if you have the power, you better nominate me. Let's go, Josh. I'm back in, and it's through pure nepotism. Yes. Pure selection by the coach. See, it's an interesting scenario, like, you know, playing with Garrett or playing with, with Nick LeBlanc. I'm like, well, Nick and I just, you know, out, off the court, we get along really well. Uh, you know, we can travel together. And uh, yeah, I you got know, the I, unknown with this wild card over here. It's a tough call. And these are the types of decisions that these players have to make. Yeah, that'd be, uh, I, I shouldn't actually call it because Nick would, uh, I don't want to sue Nick, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I never heard of Garrett May until uh, today, so probably still sick with Nick. That's yeah, all I'll say. Yeah, that again. We've had that a few times on this show organically, Alex. So you joke. Just the video I hope you guy. joke, but so it's not actually a joke. Like we've had people on who don't know who I am, and it hits the ego every time. It hurts. Well, I don't think anyone in the volleyball community knows who I am. So uh, no, nope, uh, I disagree because I bet they don't know your name, but I bet a lot of people would know to see your face. Um, because of that viral photo that went around <laughs> of you, un- unfortunately, placed. We got to talk about that. Holy shit. That, like, that went uh, around the world, Alex. You were on yeah. Shaq's Twitter, weren't you? Oh, man. Shaq, Britney Spears, Snoop oh. Dogg. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I, yeah, I've never, I don't know what, what happened there, but basically... I had a bunch of uh, bunch of pops in Cuba and got into a photo. And it is happened. not your fault. You say you had a bunch of pop. It is not your fault at all. Oh, I, oh yeah, I, I know. And then like I remember, so I was in Cuba after I graduated, and then I went to Europe on a bike trip for like a month. And so by the time it got viral, I was like in Europe somewhere on a bicycle with no like internet. So like every seven days, when I'd get internet and like text my girlfriend and my mom saying I'm alive my phone would just explode. And I was like, why do I have like, you know, I don't know, 700 Facebook notifications. And it was because of that photo. And then <laughs> I've got uh, it up here. It is. Oh man. Yeah. Look, look, look how silly my face looks. That's uh, I know like the yeah. pose is a funny one, but unfortunate. Yeah, that, 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 that's a 4am. Like I think. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but that went like that, I, that is, could so easily just not be seen by many people. Right. Like, yeah, I I had some people like message me being like, "Yo, like you should get that photo down because I thought it was my actual, you know, 
<laughs> and uh, there's some, some funny story. Some guy sent me a photo of it as like a postcard. Like someone was selling it as a postcard. I didn't get- <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. You could sue these people. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really. Did anybody care. message you and be like, hey, looking good, man? Uh, no, I got most of the like, this is honestly not even close to real. This is such a misrepresentation. <laughs> my, uh, my one friend, she worked, she worked at RBC in Toronto and her boss called in like the entire floor into his like massive office. So there's like 25 people on his computer and he shows the photo and she's like, I know that guy. And then she dropped a comment about size and then left and everyone started laughing and whatever. And yeah, Awful. so that's painful. Just getting buried. You're not even there. You're just hearing about it secondhand. I'm pretty self-deprecating, so I'm okay with, with right. getting buried everywhere. So, If uh, you haven't – see, it's a risky photo to look for Like, if oh, you go and yeah. Google it, right? That's the thing. Like, What's the safest way we can recommend people going to look for this thing without coming across a bunch of other things? Uh, I, don't I don't have know. a good yeah. way. It was like a holiday photo gone wrong or something like that, or I don't know. Let's check that. Yeah, I don't know if you want to really Google foot dick. That's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, is, that would be a challenge. Yeah, no, holiday photo gone wrong is not really helping us. I searched... Shoe sh- sh- and... I don't know. I searched photo, photo uh, where foot looks like penis. <laughs> and that yeah. did it, but there was a lot of photos of other things looking like penises, which some looked really real, and I didn't want to go there. So be go proceed with at your own risk looking up this photo. This is terrible. Yeah, should we put an like, explicit uh, <laughs> tag on this one? Probably, eh? Well, we're not going to show it. We're not going to show oh, it. No. I was just wondering if I, if, yeah, I had some... Uh... Are we breaking any rules here? <laughs> I hope not. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Well, Alex, that is how things go. And I mean, we're trying to capitalize on some of that, but I'm not sure if it's going to help us. But uh, we've appreciated you being on the show. This is how things usually go. We get to a point where I ask the guest how you thought it went so far. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, Gary, you know, I haven't talked a whole lot personally. And I Josh, we get along pretty well. And you guys are you guys are fun and allowed me to tell some stories. And didn't uh, didn't get too mad at me for bringing up a hockey reference. I know Josh. <laughs> Josh is a hockey guy, so he uh, yeah. So he, he gets me that way, but uh, but yeah, no, this was this was fun. I well, got uh, I got some more Waterloo stories for you. Like I said, uh, Beck's fiance Reed has so many good ones of like this just ridiculous circus of a team before Chris Lawson came. <laughs> I. I don't even have any on the top of my mind. I would love to hear that. You got to hook us up and get and get some of those and come back and deliver so we can hear those. Um, and I should circle back and get some stories from the old days at Western too. I, I feel like a lot of teams have that same thing. Like when thing was just things were just bush league, like the kind of stuff that went on. Gotta tell some stories. Yeah, like uh, it was just a couple of them were like this. The coach had like seven children. So they were always in the gym for every coat, every practice. So oh, like guys kids? Be, yeah, so some of the drills were like, hey, volley to yourself around the kids. Like that was a good drill. <laughs> yeah, but if you fail that drill, you're just pounding the kid. Yeah, and and another one too was like one of the tryouts um, with one of the guys she needs on our team. She tried out for Waterloo um, when Fernando Pardo was the coach. And like the warm-up was like, 50 suicides, 200 push-ups, and like... Um, 50? Like, like, it, it, it was like 45 minutes straight of just go, 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 go. And, and then they can't lift their arms anymore, and they're starting to like do drills, and like he's freaking out because, because no one can play, but they just did 45 minutes of push-ups and suicides. Like, it, 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 that was just, anyway, there's like stuff like that. And that's crazy, but they must've been in shape and been able to do some nice bench, which we all know is super important for volleyball. Yeah. That's, that was, that's, that's why they were owing 20 for three years in a row, whatever that was. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, I, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear that you thought it went well. Nobody has yet to tell us they thought it went terribly. Um, so we're, we're batting pretty well, Josh. Now, will you subscribe Alex or will you shaft us? and ignore that completely. This is the uh, pressure no. I put on the guests. I actually will. So I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed on uh, Pass and Dimes, Josh. I don't know if you see that, if it tells you. 
Um, that's but I have been for a long time. That's bonus points right there. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, does this come out through Passive Dimes on the Apple Podcasts? Or is it different? It does. This will be on YouTube as well, but it does go through the podcast. Oh, network. so Garrett's asking about a YouTube subscription, eh? That's right. Yeah, YouTube Ooh, subscription. I guess I'm maybe I'm not being clear enough about that, but then maybe people are getting annoyed that I'm being too clear about that. I, it's hard to say. What I'm really looking for is people to go on and comment on the YouTube video and chirp us and really yeah. engage it because that's fun. Is that yeah, stuff? Yeah, well, I, I think since I told some of these Waterloo stories, I've got some of the boys to get on and they'll, they'll start a they'll start a, a, a chat. Hey, I'll subscribe if uh, you guys can guarantee me like ten more episodes in the next two years. What do you guys think? Is that a good like deal? You. On? You, but like we could like change it. We could have an Estonian episode. We could have like Waterloo alumni. We could we could change it up a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah. Listen, we will sell anything for a subscriber. <laughs> so ten appearances, I'm ready to make that commitment, Josh. I I don't do that lightly. And a Starbucks gift card. That's what I'm thinking. Yikes. See, no, but see, we didn't <laughs> say this episode that we have no budget. We have no money for that. So Josh, no, I'm, 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 I'll subscribe and I'm, I'm happy to come on whenever. And yeah, like, like Josh knows, uh, I've got a lot of different uh, avenues to talk about. Yeah. So I'm happy to come on whenever. And maybe I should have actually mentioned Tom Sura as like a clown as well. Maybe he's, yeah. well, he's, a guy, he's can, got your place. You can save it for next time because I'm sure there's some clown and that that guy's done. Does anybody not get along with Josh? Like, like I, what we never have happen on this show, Josh, is people come on and disagree slash chirp you. It never happens. Is that why you come in so hard, Garrett, to balance? Yes, so, I like, have the, to. Okay. Yes, Because you bring it on people who are chirping me. Yeah, I could take it. But it seems like there's some sort of... Did you guys agree beforehand it was going to be like uh, pillow fight? I think there definitely is, Garrett. I think the, what? the small, there definitely the small is thing an agreement? for the listeners to know is usually the guy booking the guests is me. So usually I'm like friends first you know that's oh who i try to go i gotta bring I in the, the, the whole crowd of boys to just launch you with insults and let they you know to. so so I, I can i can hop in on that once i know what number i was in josh's phone book so we do so, need to reveal that so i may be a clown of the week because when i messaged ben saxton the time zone difference i finally just said like i mixed it up twice Garrett, where he didn't know what i was talking about so finally i said eight o'clock my time i was that like ontario idiot who just said my time and he had to do the math because i i mixed it up twice with him wait so, you mixed uh, it up twice and then went to my time yes yes because i asked him his time and then he said your time or my time and i said your time but then he said what time is it your time and then he's like well actually it's that time so this alberta to ontario thing i messed it up twice so with ben so for our listeners yeah. out there for the two of you who are still listening if you're ever talking with somebody about time zones use the time zone name when you're talking Eastern? About no, I'm going to say my time as a as a center of the universe Toronto guy. But anyways, Ben Saxon was asked, couldn't make it. Uh, okay, so one. Garrett, we have a team registered for snow volleyball. Jake McNeil, Alex Russell, and Liam Cobb are going to go play snow volleyball in Turkey. I invited them. They were all busy. Uh, so three. Whoa, I thought you were going to stop at Ben Saxon. No, ben Saxon. no, we're still going, Alex. There's we're ten down. more people though. Get ready. So we're at four. Hey Josh, give it to me, buddy. Give it to me. Make it uh, like two. Make it like Tom Sora was asked. Okay, Tom, Tom Sora was asked before you, Alex. Just keep hey, that in mind. Hey, he hey, got the call that. before you and said no. That's that's all right. Technically, I asked Garrett at around four o'clock my time when I said we don't have a guest. Do you have any ideas? So technically, I asked Garrett to reach out to his network too. So like that was another one. I st I'm over two. So I don't know if we want to include that in there, Josh, or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just add it all on. So I'm over two. Neither of them were Alex. Uh, and then I don't know if I should say names because when they come on the show, it's not a surprise anymore. But remember uh, Madison, we used to coach at Leaside on those Sunday clinics, Garrett. She's at Brock now, killing it. I asked Maddie. She couldn't make it tonight, but she'll be on eventually. She's got midterms, so. <laughs> okay. So eight. Eight. And, and then Alex. That's and then it. Alex. That's it? Man. What do you mean that's Yo, it? I, that is maybe a high score. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting people to talk to, um, and none of them wow. are you. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, there's got to be like 30 people, but it would have been cool if you just went Ben Saxon, Alex Bulba, but it, uh, you know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. You were okay with that when he said Ben Saxon first. You were like. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. like we're not well, doing too well. Like, I, there. I was like, oh, okay. I can, I can deal with that. Yeah. Then it but, went downhill uh, quick. Uh, it, it, yeah. I'm, as uh, if though you mentioned Tom Sora as clown of the week for potentially your next guest visit. And then he says he actually reached out to Tom Sora and he said no. And so then actually, I, he's, he's a player of the week then because then he let me get on. 
So that's pretty good. It, yeah, if yeah. you had a pre, if that was the player of the week, that would have been just perfect. But didn't work. He he did apologize for not being able to make it. Then I said we got you, and he says, "Oh, tell Sass." I say, "What's up?" What what does Sass mean? Am oh, I pronouncing man. that correctly? No, it's pronounced sus. Basically, sus. basically, my nickname in Estonian is sus. So, like, no one, no one who's Estonian calls me Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I get that because you do seem pretty suspect. So, um, <laughs> I get that. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess that's. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't really have to do with that, but uh, sus definitely is suspect. Is that where it comes uh, from? No. Yeah, no. just before I forget, though, uh, speaking of comments on it, uh, Carrie didn't comment on the video. Is Carrie okay? Carrie didn't see the out, video. But like, nobody saw okay. last week's episode. If you're still yeah. listening, go check it out because it was a great one. We felt good about it, but nobody saw it, yeah. Josh. Yeah. For those of you who did see it, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we better shut this down because uh, we don't want to embarrass ourselves any further. So, Alex, thanks so much for joining us. Um, appreciate your, your thoughts and insight and uh, the fact that we had to go to the bottom of the barrel to get you. I hope you're not too pissed. Um, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.